<laughs> this is so frustrating. I thought we were going to get there. No? <laughs> okay. I don't okay, know what, I was just to say, I don't know what hitting my face is doing to fix it, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, okay. Hey, 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 happy Tuesday, party people. Welcome back to Just Doing Life with your favorite host, Miss Megan. Um, don't hate on me. It's Tuesday. I am posting this. I know. In all honesty, I was up super late Saturday night getting my partay on and I was just exhausted on Sunday and didn't ed- edit the episode. So that's on me. But now you just get a bonus happiness message on this fine Tuesday morning, assuming you're listening on Tuesday morning. Um, I'm going to keep this intro nice and sweet because in all honesty, well, I guess I could tell you how my car got towed, but that's not really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the life of Megan, you know, paying a hundred bucks, get your car freaking towed two miles back to your house because it won't start and you're stuck in the freaking cold. Anyways, that's another story. Um, well, I'll just tell you, I have a great episode here for you guys today. Um, I have Katya that joins me. She is such a sweetheart. We have a great conversation. She's got her own Etsy shop running. Um, She's a fantastic soul. And I really enjoyed this episode. Um, She shares a lot of great personal stories. And warning... The only bad part about this interview is that there were some wonky, wonky audio issues where it like clicked in and out and made me sound, not me, her, sound like a robot. (laughs) That sounded so aggressive, like a her. She was the problem. Katya, you were not the problem. The technology was the problem. Anyways, I'm going to put a little clip here so you guys aren't totally caught off guard because there are a couple parts where it like beeps in. It's not the full whammy, so... I won't make you sit through that, but at points there is a little and I want you to be prepared and then also just bear with us because the conversation does jump a little bit because it does cut out and not pick up the audio. So it might sound like we're repeating ourselves, but please be nice. It's an accident. Um, as you heard at the beginning, there it was a lot of frustration, a lot of head smacking, but you know, we got through it. So here, so here's your warning. Three, two, one. Ah, it's happening again oh hold on hold on hold on it's happening i'm so sorry i don't know what is going on it has never done this before can you hear me all right so you heard it you know what's coming um all right so there you go people hope you guys enjoy so hi everybody i'm here with katia katia Sorry, I want to make sure I said that correct. Okay, Katya. And um, if you want to go ahead and just give yourself a little introduction here, um, tell the audience where you're from, any hobbies you have. We'll jump into the career stuff in a little bit here, so you don't have to touch on that yet. But anything that you think is exciting that you want the audience to know? Um, I guess an introduction, right? Yep. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So my name is Katya. I'm 28 years old. Um, I'm visually impaired. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey, but currently living in Oregon. Oh, cool. Beautiful, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a quite a number of hobbies from singing to baking to um, anything arts and crafts related to um, traveling to collecting Disney figures. 
know, just everything. Very cool. Um, I'm going to have to ask a couple questions here then. So baking, do you bake anything and everything or is it, you have like, uh, are you like a cake pretty much. or something? Okay. Pretty much everything. Whatever I could try. I like trying new recipes and new techniques. And things yeah. Like that. Fantastic. Okay. Well, as you know, how this all goes, if you want to start, do you want to start in high school? Um, any thoughts then, or what you were thinking when you went to school and college, um, really wherever you want to start. And then I'm just gonna start pitching some questions at you. Um, okay. So, um, I guess I'll start from when I was in high school, um, which was very, very long ago. Yeah. Uh, um, so I was, uh, Hold on one second. Yeah, I can't hear your dialogue either. You can't right now? Yeah. Good or bad? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. God, this is just a night of technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, it's testing my patience right now. I'm not going to lie, but that's okay. All right. Sorry. Start over. Um, it really started bugging out at high school. So just start. Okay, <laughs> sure. So, yeah, from high school, which was like, back in 2008 to 2012, long time ago. Um, I was very quiet and shy. I just kind of, you know, kept my head down and worked hard. Um, I volunteered a lot um, in my local community and then did, was part of a lot of clubs. And then I worked a part-time job at a children's theater where I pretty much did everything from uh, script writing to choreography to stage managing to directing so, and everything in between, so. Very cool, okay. Um, and then I was also part of uh, a leadership program, a national leadership program um, in high school. So I got to travel a lot in the U.S. and go to different conventions and stuff This like is in that. high school? Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. So I went to Washington, D.C. I went to UCLA for one of the conventions. Um, and I was able to get one college credit out of all of that, but... Very cool, though. That's... Uh, that Screw the college credit. That sounds like quite an experience, so... Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and then uh, I kind of decided that I wanted to go into film and theater for college. Uh, so I applied to a lot of places and ended up at San Diego State University. Okay. Um, Is that a big film year. school? Um, I thought so. Um, and it also was like the only school that I applied to that um, sent, instead of a letter, they sent me a video telling me I got in, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. So I think that's partly why I chose it. Um, I know that it's been in um, some movies and TV shows were filmed there. Uh, like Veronica Mars has a few scenes that were filmed on campus. Is that the, that's a girl with the short blonde hair, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. um, very big campus, mm -hmm. um, huge theater department um, and film. Uh, my first year at college was really rough. Uh, kind of learned that the school was kind of a party school and wasn't really into education as much. Um, and there was a lot of, uh, dangerous things happening on campus. We would get like campus alerts and people were getting mugged like every day. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, and then when I went to go in and say like, Hey, I want to learn a language while I'm studying theater. And they're like, no, you can't do that. So I decided that I need to change schools. Wait, um, I'm sorry. Um, backtrack before you continue, you wanted to like, like dual major or something. And they, they said, no, not dual major, more like, you know, like liberal arts, just mm -hmm. take a class like I wanted to take ASL um and okay. they were like no you can't take a language while you're on your like liberal arts track like that's just not part of the curriculum that's ridiculous oh my goodness yeah. I've uh, never heard of I don't know if other people have experienced that before but 
uh, at least at my school, that was like, they encourage you to take whatever. So I'm, that's wild. Okay. Sorry. Continue. So obviously we need to get out of there. (laughs) Yeah. So after that, I was like, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I applied to four schools in Oregon, gone into all of them, um, and then toured them, uh, during, yeah, (laughs) it was very exciting. (laughs) Um, and then after touring all of them, like as soon as I uh, arrived at Western Oregon University, I was like, this is, you know, the campus for me. It was a small town, which I was used to because, you know, where I grew up in New Jersey, I was in a small town. Um, there wasn't a big campus and everybody was really nice. And then you could major and minor in whatever you wanted and it didn't matter if they were different fields. Yeah. So I was, um, when I was in San Diego, I was, uh, my major was directing in film and theater. And then when I switched over, I switched to general theater with a minor in forensic anthropology. Interesting. Okay. And how we need to discuss this. Um, how did that come about? Um, so in high school, I took some uh, forensic classes and I was really into like CSI and all those crime shows and like, mm-hmm. punk and, like um, you know, all the crime shows and Sherlock Holmes and everything like that. And I kind of stopped um, after my senior year of high school because uh, I had worked on a case. Um, in my forensics class that kind of just kind of shook me um, and I just stopped watching crime shows and kind of was like in the back of my mind okay um, and then when I saw that I could you know study something other than theater that was like a science I'm like well that's really cool I'm at you know advantage of that um, mm-hmm. and they had like a kind of a an intro video to each of the majors and the interview video was so interesting for forensic anthropology that I was like I need to try this so that's awesome. Very cool. Okay. So after that one intro video, you're like, I'm back in, we're going to yeah. switch. Me. Okay. Very cool. Cool. Okay. Um, and if you can imagine like the TV show bones, it's kind of like that, yes. um, but definitely more sciencey and like less drama. <laughs> yeah. So was that difficult to, so, sorry. So you said the forensic and then the, the second major was what again? Uh, just general theater. So just, just general broad. Yeah. So directing was more specific. Um, yeah. Like you were the production, like you were putting it yeah. together. Whereas yeah. general theater, you kind of got to dabble in everything like you were doing back in high school. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of, uh, once I told my, you know, theater advisor, like, hey, I'm minoring in this. They're kind of like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <Because> they, <laughs> they thought I was kind of crazy for doing that. And then when I went to my friends, the anthropology advisor, they're like, oh, that's so cool. You're going to be wearing bones like in a couple of years or something like that. Yeah. So they were really into it. Um, and I kind of found my own kind of like family in like the anthropology department. Like I joined their club. Um, I got to go to different conventions with them, got to work with artifacts and things like that. And, uh, just really cool things. Um, I even had my own office sort of in the anthropology department because of my disability, I couldn't sit in a normal classroom to work on bones. So my professor set up like a room for me and I got to lay out all the bones and kind of work on like on my own time, Mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. Uh, That is awesome. Oh my God. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. So did you continue that then through all of college? Yeah. So I graduated with uh, both of those degrees. Um, that was back in 2016 when I graduated. Um, That's a very different career cho- or like majors to choose, I feel like. Um, and it might be a little bit more risky. I'm sure you've heard of my other episodes where I just talk about like the artistic careers. Those are typically a little bit more risky than your classic. I'm going to go business. I'm going to go corporate. Do mm-hmm. you regret going down that kind of 
different avenue or are you just happy with the experience you had in college with the majors that you chose? Um, I'm really happy with the majors that I chose. Um, I still talk to um, some of my mentors that are part of the biology program. Um, I, you know, I still stay in touch um, over the years. Um, and I just think um, school, while you could use it for a career, I think it's something that an opportunity for you to learn something that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, learn in high school. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that you know, I was probably aiming for a career at the end of it, but I am very grateful and glad of everything that I learned and the people that I met, you know, the opportunities that I got in college. Mm-hmm. Senior year was pretty hard for me. Uh, I woke up one day, um, I couldn't see out of my left eye um, and found out I had a, a cataract um, that couldn't be operated on until I graduated because I would have to, I was still on insurance in New Jersey. So I had to wait um, until I graduated. Uh, and so I had to kind of learn to work around not being able to see out of that eye for like the rest of the year because that happened in like February. Oh my gosh, um, and so I graduated. quite a while. Yeah, so I had to wait until June to have surgery. Um, so there was a lot there. Um, and I was just kind of tired and done with college after that. It was like, mm-hmm. I just graduate. Yeah. Um, so after I, I took a break, um, I traveled, um, did a road trip with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, um, up and down the East Coast, because um, he had never been. Um, and then I had my surgery. Um, and after the surgery, nobody had told me, but um, when you remove a cataract, there's, you know, some side effects and stuff for some people. And I lost my nearsighted vision. So that was a new challenge that I had mm-hmm. to deal with and learn about. So like, I was in shock. Um, Understandably. I was frustrated like nobody had told me like this was something that could happen um and I just had to learn you know that you know I could no longer see anything nearsighted so I had to get reading glasses um just to like look at my phone um things that I was able to kind of do before mm-hmm. um and, and I just I'm sorry kind of, it was your right eye completely fine at this point uh it was okay um, they said that there might be a cataract later, which actually happened during 2020. I got my second cataract surgery. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that was like another scary experience going into mm-hmm. surgery during the middle of a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just was, you know, I was done. I was done with school. Um, and so I kind of, uh, you know, I started applying to jobs once I had like calmed down and like figured out. Can I ask how long was that recovery um, after that first cataract surgery? Um, I think I started applying uh, in September, so a couple of months. So the surgery was in June, um, just kind of to get used to the new vision. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started applying in my college town, which was pretty small. And a lot of people um, just kind of started turning me away um, as soon as I mentioned my disability. And I just, it felt really weird and it was very uh, discouraging. Um, people would say things like, oh, you're not good for this job, or you should just stay home when you have a disability and things like that. So, oh my gosh, um, what were you, can I ask what you were applying for? Um, so I had, you know, previously worked with children, um, in high school. So I was applying to like, you know, elementary schools to work as like a teacher's aide. Um, I was applying to museums since I had forensic, you know, the anthropology kind of background, um, different things. So like it was that. film out the door at this point then, or like your yeah. background? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, there wasn't really any theaters in my local area. Um, and you wanted to stay local. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I can't sorry. drive. Just, just trying to like uh, orient myself then. So your main yeah. focus was staying back in that college town. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Um, which like it would have to be something I could like walk to because um, I can't drive. And in the small college town, there wasn't really any um, public transportation. Um, and after I want to say maybe like five or six uh, different interviews kind of just went bad. Uh, I just stopped. Um, okay. I kind of gave up. Um, and then I got engaged and I kind of put all of my you know, energy into planning a wedding, making decorations and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Baking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I designed my own uh, wedding cake. I drew Did you actually? Up, like, should, yeah. I didn't actually bake it, but I drew up like the design and everything for it. Very cool. Uh, so. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to have to ask a, a tough question here. And if you don't want to answer it, that's totally fine. Um, but if you were having a, a challenging time in that college town, you know, getting a job, did you ever at all consider, you know, moving out or convincing your then yeah, yeah. boyfriend, I guess, to move somewhere else? So uh, after the wedding was all over, um, I was like, I think it's time that we move to a different area, a larger area for more job opportunities. So that was uh, gotcha. 2018. Um, and we found a town outside of Portland because um, we weren't huge city people, but we wanted a larger area that might have you know, public transportation, um, more job opportunities, things like that. Um, so we moved up there um, where we're currently living. And uh, I started applying again. Um, I applied to the craft stores. I applied, you know, all over again, museums, things like that. And I kind of got the same response. Um, you know, half of them would either just not answer me and then when I would go in for an interview, um, it would go really well. And then I would say like, oh, I'm visually impaired. You know, I wanted to tell you that so you're aware of it. And then like the mood would immediately change and it would be like, oh, you should look elsewhere sort of a thing. Um, so it was really hard. And then uh, Old Navy finally uh, accepted me. Um, and I worked one shift in the morning and I was so badly treated that I called the manager in the morning and told her my experience. And she just said like, there's nothing I could do about it. Um, you could clean toilets because that's what disability people are good at. And so I quit. Oh my God, I'm gonna start tearing up here. That is terrible, oh my gosh. Yeah, like oh they they yelled at me during the shift because I didn't know what was going on. You know, I wasn't trained. I had never worked retail before. Um, okay, we're good, we're good. good? Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, back to it. Yeah, so um, like the the shift experience was awful. Like I was, you know, sorting clothes and I couldn't see the sizes and they were just yelling at me and I tried to explain like, hey, I can't see. And they're like, well, that's your problem. Like keep sorting. And then when I couldn't sort it correctly because I couldn't see the sizes, so I was, you know, just putting them on the racks. They're like, you're doing it wrong. And I, you know, left crying. Um, oh my goodness. And, yeah. I'm so, so sorry I, that you had to experience that. That is horrible yeah and then like the conversation with the manager was like even worse like I was thinking like you know maybe she could help work something out or I don't know I don't know what I was expecting but I was not expecting to just be told off basically like oh we can't do anything like you know I mean I understand that you have I mean if you're getting hired for a position you have to be able to complete the job I totally get that but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't make accommodations or find some way to work with with it because they hired you in the first place. So it's not like you did, you walked in there and pretended everything was fine, you know, like, you, yeah, yeah. that is unfortunate. And old Navy, if you're listening, I'm pissed at you. And they didn't even pay me for like the seven hours that for I For the seven hours, are you freaking kidding? 
Oh my God. Everyone boycott Old Navy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> One of my best friends, her sister works at Old Navy. She's a gen, she, she's a gem of a soul though. So I promise you she would never do that. But everybody except for the St. Louis store, I don't know which location, <laughs> boycott it guys. <laughs> I can just see my location, like my, like, you know, my location here at this, like this Old Navy, like maybe this was just yeah. a bad one and all the other ones are really good. Yeah. So, I don't Thank know. Um, but I was just really upset after that and kind of, uh, you know, I talked to some friends and like told them everything that happened and a couple of them are like, Hey, why don't you start an Etsy shop? Um, cause you're really creative. You're really crafty. You made all that stuff for your wedding, um, things like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, maybe. Um, and my one friend, Allison was like, you could make tied fleece blankets. And she sent me a link. Um, and she said like, they're really easy to make, you know, you don't have to sew or anything. Um, and that's what I started making after I did a lot of research uh, mm -hmm. about Etsy. Um, and then uh, before I opened my shop, I decided I want to give back uh, for all the people who had supported me up till then. Um, I wanted to you know, give back in some way. So I looked into different nonprofits and found one that you could donate blankets to. So when I opened my shop, I had you know, a, a mission of if I sell three blankets, I will make and donate a blanket to this organization, which is called uh, Project, which gives blankets to children and teens in needs and gives them to the hospitals and things like that. So I've uh, donated about 20 blankets by now. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You hadn't done, you said you were very crafty, but you hadn't done this fleece, the fleece blankets before. No. Kind of what no. you jumped into. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, so is that what your, your main product is now is selling these fleece blanket blankets? So I've expanded. Um, I just started learning different things, watching, you know, different crafter YouTubers, um, different DIYs, things like that. And so now I'm making soaps, um, which I just Ooh. learned last year. Um, I make centerpieces, floral arrangements, gift tags, um, home decor signs, um, and like holiday decor. Um, like I make Halloween stuff and Christmas stuff. Very cool. Oh my God. Wait, you should uh, go ahead and plug your, your little... Etsy shop right now, if you want, or we can do that. We'll do that at the end, but that sounds okay. so cool. Oh my God. That yeah. is so awesome. So is that, that's like your full-time job now? Yeah. Gotcha. And again, listen, I can cut this all out. So if, if anything gets too personal, please just be like, Megan, screw off. Like I don't, I don't mind. Um, did you hear me telling you that you can say screw off? <laughs> yes. Okay. So is this sustaining enough that like a full-time job should like is this doing okay for you or are you still looking for other positions um so I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing I'm definitely not making you know a lot of money mm -hmm. um, but I love what I do um I kind of love putting smiles on people's faces so when I package something up it's almost like giving a gift to a friend um yeah so I I love what I do um it's definitely you know not a you know a supporting job but I'm happy yeah so. Absolutely. And that's what, that's what matters. Um, yeah. another question. So all this forensic film stuff, I'm just curious because that is such like a unique career or like a college selection, whatever. Um, yeah. obviously that was something that you were very passionate about before. Do you still find yourself dabbling in those areas, whether it's like on your own free time, like watching or reading up on that kind of stuff, or is it kind of just a thing of the past at this point? Um, I still watch crime shows. Um, I still am kind of into all that stuff. Uh, I definitely don't 
use it to the extent that I used to use it. Like I used to read a bunch of, you know, true crime articles and all things about forensics and things mm-hmm. like that. And then just don't really do that much anymore. Okay. Um, but I'm still very much interested in museums. I love visiting museums. Love yeah. Visiting that stuff. So. Um, another question for you again, screw off Megan, but you've, with your disability, that's obviously something that you can't change. Um, but I would like to talk about it if you're comfortable, just because yeah. it's, it's such a unique position. And I'm sure that there's people out there listening who have their own struggles and it, what you, you know, your words can probably resonate with them really well. So my first question is when you were applying and all of that was happening at any point where you like, why me? And thinking like, a lot of self, not hate, but just a lot of frustration and in, internal frustration with it? Or were you, um, I don't know how to phrase this correctly. Um, was it more of like an external, like everyone else around me is bogus? Um, so I would say when I was like younger, like in elementary school, middle school, high school, I was very much um, wanting to keep my disability a secret even though that was very hard because I carried around a lot of different technology to help me see things Mm -hmm. uh, just didn't want people to know and when I got into college I started advocating for myself I started talking on panels uh, for students with disabilities Um, so I think I became more comfortable and more accepting of who I was um, in my disability and so um, yes it was frustrating like applying to jobs and saying like yeah, I probably couldn't do that or I couldn't see that. But I also, you know, blame society a little bit for not accommodating um, or having more of like, you know, people with disabilities or without disabilities, it would be easier for them to do these things. Um, And they're all easy for everybody else except for me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you know, kind of on them too to be more accommodating. I have to be completely honest, Katya. Like I've heard stories of, awful stories um or just like you know like through the grapevine like oh yeah they don't treat people right whatever yada 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 but hearing that it truly blows my mind as I was saying though um like I get that they that they hired you for a purpose but just the Mm -hmm. fact that they couldn't be more accommodating and you had such a struggle with so many companies is it blows my mind (laughs) I, I I I truly can't believe it so um from like and as, as somebody, um, like from speaking with you, I feel very open and, and you're fantastic. So I feel like I can ask a lot of questions and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, if you were just like having a normal conversation and people were discussing your disability, does that offend you? I'm just curious from like an audience perspective, um, and anyone like working side by side with somebody who might have some sort of disability, how to go about that? Because obviously it's important that we change how it's, how people are behaving now. Yeah. Um, I think it depends um, from person to person, especially um, being able to, you know, talk and work with other people with disabilities. Um, it's, I think it's a personal thing. Um, like I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit more open to talking about it and other people might not want to talk about it um, at all um, or not even bring it up. Um, so I think it depends. Yeah. Um, uh, like I remember when I was very young, um, my eyes moved. And, you know, people would point like right at my face and be like, why are your eyes moving? So like, I wouldn't do something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I, it's definitely uh, like a personal thing mm-hmm. um, and everybody's different. And uh, 
Um, I don't think you should push people to talk about if they don't want to. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's enough that I'm asking about that because that is, you were like so more, so much more than that. So I'd love to hear about like, what are your next plans? What are you doing with this Etsy shop? Do you have any new like crafts that you're looking to bring into it? Um, how are you, like, are you planning on growing it? Like what is, what is on your agenda now? Um, so I recently learned how to do acrylic pour. Um, you need art. to speak some, some layman's terms because as a non-crafty gal, okay. I do not know what that is. <laughs> Oh, very cool. Okay. I've seen, I've seen that on TikTok. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So it's basically, um, a pouring medium and there's different techniques to make different looks. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking of doing canvases. I'm thinking of doing coasters with it. Um, things like that. Um, I'm currently in a tiny one bedroom, so there's not much, you know, I could do, but I definitely want to work, um, maybe when I get a house one day, spray paint, doing different things with spray paint. Um, Cool. Yeah. Does your, uh, for, does your husband work from home? Like, does that take up space? Is something like your crafting space? <laughs> um, so he is a Grubhub driver. Okay. Uh, he was originally a manager of retail. Um, and then he quit his job and started working Grubhub for full time. Um, and that made him more money than a manager at retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's currently working on being a travel agent. Um, a travel so he's, agent? yeah. Like, like someone who like helps you like schedule your flights and stuff? Yeah. So he cool. would, you know, help you book uh, flights for you, book hotels, mm-hmm. find ex- excursions for you to do at a location, um, cool. get you the best deals, things like that. Cool. Um, so I need to call up for my next trip is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's currently working on that. Um, cool. So uh, he has his own schedule. Um, he's home more than he used to be, um, things like that. So, but he just has one desk um, in our kind of office area and I've kind of taken over everything else. Yeah. With all well, the reason I ask is because I see all the stuff behind you and I'm like, yeah, yes. Mm. So if there's a one bedroom, like where's, where's he working from? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Have you been trying to capitalize on this big, like social media movement and TikTok and all of that? Or are you kind of laying low with your shop? Um, so I have a Pinterest account with my shop, uh, Instagram, and then um, I also advertise on Facebook. And then I things that I can't ship that are slightly too big, like wreaths. I make some wreaths. Um, I sell Facebook. Yeah, I uh, sell those on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. So. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay, sorry. So now back to the other question. Um, just leaving the, the listeners with um, whether it be words of wisdom or hardest lessons learned, anything that you really want to s- Stick with the audience here in the final minutes? Um, so I think uh, change is something that some people are afraid of, but I think it's really important, whether that's a change in career, if you're not happy or a change in location, if you need to move to a new area, um, just kind of taking that leap is really important. Um, even if it might seem scary or new, if you've never moved to a new state, um, I think it's just an important thing you have to do. Um, and you can find out some new things about yourself and um, I just think it's really important. Yeah, I love that. That is making me get goosebumps when you just said like change new area because I keep saying that I'm going to. So maybe one of these days I'll actually like <laughs> take my words that I'm preaching to everybody else and just do it <laughs> and actually do it. <laughs> um, but again, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me this um, afternoon, evening. Um, <laughs> it has been such a pleasure. And I'm sure that the listeners definitely gained something from this. As she said, everybody go just do that thing. Change is necessary. So take it or leave it. 
Um, did you want me to plug my, you know, my yes. Oh yes. Please. Okay. Sorry. My apologies. Yes. Please do plug yeah. whatever you want. Okay. So my Etsy is black cats and barn owls, uh, no spaces. Um, black and then cats and barn owls, barn owls. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and that's the same for the Instagram for the Etsy. And then my personal uh, Instagram is Katya M. Ochoa. That's K-A-T-Y-A-M-O-C-H-O-A. Wonderful. Perfect, everybody. And I'll also link that in the um, description too, if, if you guys want to check out her Etsy shop. So fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Um, I think I'm going to be hearing that like little robot noise for the next 10 days of my sleep. Because oh, no, <laughs> I think it's like burned something into my head. I don't know. So no. this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 All right. Um, what a wonderful episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Isn't she awesome? I can't get over some of the battles that she had to face. And I think it really puts into perspective some things that I get frustrated about. Um, and I just really, I really, really appreciated her sharing her story there. And I mean, her, (laughs) I can't get over the major combinations. Like to me, that is so comical because Two, which is very, very, very random majors. And I used to think that like economics and bio together were wild, but we've got a forensic scale and a theater, like <laughs> literally all over the place. But um, I hope you guys took something good from this episode. Uh, she, Katia left her Instagram stuff, so feel free to shout it out. I mean, shout it out. So feel free to go find that on Instagram and um, give her a follow. Also, feel free to send this podcast along. Still trying to get this in front of as many people as possible. So I would really appreciate you following, sending it along, sending it to your mom, sending it to your neighbor, whoever you think would love this. And yeah, follow what now, Megan. Uh, follow just out doing live. God, my energy is just dwindling. It is eight o'clock and I need to go to bed. Yes, I'm a grandma. All right, grab the bull by its horns and you seize the day, you party people. Okay, just do it. Bye.